When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. <laughs> you like that? You like that? And with that, welcome into Purple Daily. Zolgad, ESPN's Courtney Cronin, is always joining us on Fridays. Declan Goff uh, producing. And uh, Courtney, start you with this one. Michael Pierce has opted out and... This is probably the start of a world that's going to be, if we do play football in 2019, definitely different. What does Michael Pierce, who was Zim's big free agent nose tackle signing, what does his decision, which, by the way, does make perfect sense, what does that mean to you as far as uh, the 2019 Vikings go, or 2020 Vikings? I mean, that was supposed to be the one constant thing that they had up front. For a team that, you know, the, the big focus was supposed to be, well, how did they generate more of a pass rush out of the three technique position? Because you have Shamar Stefan, who had one sack last year, which we're not working, worrying about sack numbers, according to Mike Zimmer, but six pressures. I mean, it was really hard for him to push the pocket because he's a run stopper. He's your first and second down three technique. That's why you were rotating guys in so often on obvious passing downs like third down. Um, so now it's like, okay, well, you've got two things you got to worry about there because let's, you know, let's go ahead and say our Daniil Hunter, Afadi Odenabo, least of our concerns right now. They'll get the job done. Odenabo has been primed to take over for Everson Griffin. He's been conditioning his body to play 40 to 60 snaps a game versus where he was a year ago. Not a problem anymore. But now it's like, oh no, what do you do? Linville Joseph, let's not, do not underrate how important he was in this defense. And they basically, when they went out and got my, Michael Pierce, because they didn't do anything else in free agency, um, that was okay. Younger version of Joseph, stronger version of Joseph, less injured version of Joseph. They were set. So now that's a huge loss. You cannot underestimate. And it's hard now. There are a lot of, you've seen it across the league, a lot of defensive tackles are opting out. Um, And Michael Pierce, you know, from my understanding, has respiratory concerns. So you cannot fault him for that. But how do you get somebody in there that's going to be as effective against the run? Because as we know, that was not the issue the last, I mean, there were points last year that you're kind of like, okay, this run defense isn't what it was from 17 to 18, right. but still they were very good at stopping the run. And when you have so many, you know, offenses that are predicated off screens and to, the, to running backs and, you know, really moving the ball that way, 
that's going to be a problem. So they're lucky that the numbers game in this way will play out for them to give them the advantage of seeing a lot of different guys in that position. Um, Jaleel Johnson, we can go through this however you want, yeah, Judd. Yeah, um, definitely. Jaleel Johnson, backup nose tackle, backup three technique. Uh, can he play a starter's role? I don't know. We'll see. It's year four for him. If it doesn't happen this year, it's not happening. Um, but they love the fact that he has that position flexibility. And I know that in speaking with people, you know, and, and even Jaleel told me himself, he'd rather be a three technique. It's a position he wants to play, um, but he can play nose tackle. He may have to be their starting nose tackle this year. Or Shamar Stefan has played a lot of nose in his career too. I mean, he was brought in to be this three technique to replace Sheldon Richardson, just a polar opposite, different type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe that's a better fit for him. Maybe that maybe Andre Patterson wants to move Shamar over to nose and then he has a slew of different options, maybe even a Jaleel Johnson that he could use over at three technique, or you're looking at a Jalen Holmes. You're looking at you know, Jalen Holmes spent that whole year in 18 learning under Sheldon Richardson. He had a pretty, he was a pretty good person to be an understudy with. Um, Armand Watts has impressed them. You have James Lynch, Hercules Mata'afa, who are these smaller type guys, you know, in that 280 to 290 range, which, you know, technically is a little undersized for the position but they're fast. And if you can shoot that gap quickly, that's what you need. And that's what they were kind of lacking. So I think that it's going to end up being, you know, musical chairs on the D on the interior of the defensive line until they figure out that perfect combination, because Michael Pierce opting out leaves them with a slew of a very big problem here. Um, And they've got to figure it out. I mean, but this, this is not something that the Vikings are the only team that, that they're dealing with it right now. Everyone is dealing with this. And I think you're seeing it a lot with defensive linemen. I mean, hell, look at the Bears. Eddie Goldman um, opting out. Eddie Vanderdose for the Houston Texans. I know I'm forgetting some others. Like, people forget these guys, these guys are athletes. Yep. But they're also massive individuals. Exactly. Michael Pierce is like 340 pounds. Like, he could be in a very serious situation. Had he caught the coronavirus, you know, playing football and, you know, having asthma, respiratory concerns, like you got to understand why these guys are doing it. And it's completely their prerogative. So I believe and correct me if I'm I'm wrong here, Courtney, I believe that Zimmer's preference at the nose is to have a big guy. Right. So when when we talk Mm -hmm. about you could go small, his preference is not to go small. Is there anybody on the market because that second wave of guys basically did not sign. Um, Mm -hmm. Are there a couple of options with the salary cap savings that the Vikings are now going to have with Pierce's contract being told and pushed to 2021 who they they could look at signing who would probably fit more of the definition of what Mike likes from that nose tackle, which is, I think, a bigger guy. Potentially. um, The hard thing is when you look at the free agent market right now, there's just not a lot of guys out there. And you're seeing all these defensive tackles opt out. Well, you're going to be in an arms race at that point. If you were really looking for that guy who was in that, you know, Linville Joseph type body, which that's rare. Linville's bigger too than Michael Pierce. Linville's like 6'4", I think three, you know, 330, 335, probably bigger than that. I know that the roster said one thing and reality said another, but um, I think that, you know, they might have the answer on the roster. Um, I'd be curious to see what they do with Shamar Stefan, though. Like, is he a better nose tackle than a three technique? He might be. Um, and, and I think you're going to see them try to figure this out with the guys in their roster right now because they still also are trying to think about working out a contract extension with Dalvin Cook. You get a little bit of cap savings this year. It could benefit you as Michael Pierce opting out because um, that $3 million base salary that he had 
for 2020 is going to be his salary in 2021. So that could be actually to their benefit, mm-hmm. um, you know, in terms of the overall cap. But I mean, don't rule it out. I still think that, you know, I mean, they've got two problems now then. If they're going to try to get somebody off the free agent market to play nose tackle, I mean, but think about it, Judd. Like the big dudes, the ones who are like that, that really good talent are probably already signed. Sure. Uh, but they, and they still need to find a veteran corner. How about Snacks Harrison? Snacks Harrison. Snacks Wouldn't available. you love to write snacks? Absolutely. Just um, get a chance every week to write I, snacks. I, I, I asked Mike Zimmer about him last year solely because I wanted to use the word snacks. I mean, obviously, it was important for so my story. So we like about you, ask, Cronin. Like, I like to ask him about snacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so th- thought here, based on what we saw in the playoff game against the Saints, and I realized this would only be for passing downs, so this is uh-huh. not the complete uh, solution on first down, Courtney, or necessarily on second down. Does this um, up the chances of Everson Griffin potentially coming back on a one-year contract? Because what we did see in that Saints game, and and is he can yeah, yeah. shift inside at times. I'm I'm not I'm not saying this fixes the entire thing. I guess my question is, does this increase the odds slightly of them being open now to bringing him back? It's a good point because that NASCAR package, which they used when you had four defensive ends on the field That's and so you're rushing the passer, I love it. It makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> and they they ran it before. Like it's the, the Saints game was not the first time that that happened. It was just the most noticeable because you're seeing like you know them throw everything, you know, the kitchen sink at Drew Brees, and it worked. Right. Um, but, you know, there had been rumors this this week that Griffin was potentially the Packers were potentially interested in him. I think that um, the you know the obvious ties he's got a coach Jerry Jeremy uh, uh, what's his name Jerry Gray um, Jerry Gray the sorry my brain's not working no worries yeah he's he's over there now I mean obviously they're in the division um, there's you know I, I feel like Mike would really not want that to happen and prevent that however they could so if they could get him back here on a uh you know a shorter ter- a shorter shorter term cheaper deal you might want to do that and you actually I don't think you need to play Everson as a rotational pass rusher I think that you know you could bring him back in and kind of just be like sorry Afadi this is you know the way that things panned out like we Safadi Odenabo when he played on an interior on the interior of the defensive line because he can rush inside and out I mean that's what makes him so good um I mean, they, they brought him in here and tried to make him a three technique and that, and that didn't work out. But like on some of those pass rushing downs that he played last year, he and Steven Weatherly were a huge part of that. And now it's like, you don't have either of them technically slated in for that role because you think that a going to be the, you know, starting defensive end opposite of Daniil Hunter. Right. Um, it could end up being a blessing, like a really big blessing and sure a blow for a Odenabo who was ready to take over for Everson Griffin, but it could help the health of your defensive line at the time being for that pass rush for sure. So he, he could potentially play inside. Griffin could stay at the right could, end. Hunter could. Think so. That might not be a bad, bad plan though. And if, if sure, he's sure you know successful, what the hell, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's being discussed. I mean, but you think about some of the other pass rushers that are out there right now. Um, I think Clay Matthews is still there. You've got some guys who are like on the other side of Vinnie Curry. I think is still out there. Um, there's several. Um, and Griffin's still in the prime of his career. People forget he's going to be 30, 32 this year. Like, and he had a really good season last year, really good season. And I know he's been working out. He's just kind of been waiting for his time. Like, you don't need to go the Jadavian Clowney route when there are other guys there. Um, and like you mentioned, obviously, like, there still are some defensive tackles that they could bring in. Um, it's just how is your cap situation going to do that, going to affect that? Like, are, how are you going to allocate the cap between a, a contract extension for Dalvin Cook 
getting another veteran cornerback if that is your intention mm-hmm. and now potentially having to do it with um you know their defensive lineman but you know i still say don't rule the griffin thing out because there's been too much talk at least just from people i've spoken with of like hmm still out there okay where's he going um so we'll see we'll see your prediction does cook get a contract extension before and assuming that the uh season starts against the packers in september at this point he shows up okay so that's a good thing it's a sign of it's a sign of working in good faith with the organization which the organization has thought would be the case the entire time i know there was a lot of back and forth and all this stuff for the last few weeks um Vikings were always under the impression and for, for reasons I can't necessarily discuss here, but like they've always been under the impression that he is coming. Um, He's regularly been in touch with people in spite of the whole, like, Oh, I'm, you know, holding out, whatever. Um, Does that mean he's going to get a contract extension before then? Well, he could always opt to do a sit in type thing or a hold in where he just doesn't practice. Um, That would be really interesting to see how that happens. Can he do that Courtney? Without the language is so confusing with the fines because he so he can still get fined up to forty thousand dollars a day, right? Um, but that'd be like for missing camp. But th- 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 but if you're there and you're just not practicing, how does that work? I don't really know. Because I mean, if I'm not hurt, right? Like yeah, if I'm not I hurt mean, and I'm like I'm not going to practice, I, I would think that the team would come back and say, okay, but now you're, you're in violation of your contract. contract. Yeah, like if that one's going to be so messy. Um, they want to work out something with Dalvin Cook. They want him to take the first offer that they that they threw out there because a lot of it's so incentive based that he could end up getting up to you know you got to work for it. Guys missed eight games over the last two years, like and you got to work for it. But you could get really good running back money now. If if we you know I could see it working out to where he will eventually get this contract extension done. I do think that that will happen. Sure. But you've got to be really careful with paying running backs, and they understand that. I mean, Alexander Madison nearly had 500 yards rushing last year and is more than just a very good backup. Um, they're kind of in a really good win-win situation. That, hey, if Dalvin wants to play, you know, and if he can prove himself, then they'll give him a nice extension. Um, but they also are okay. Like if, if it has to work out this way where they move on from him after the 2020 season, they're okay turning the reins over to Alexander Madison. They didn't draft him to be a backup. They drafted him to potentially, potentially replace Dalvin Cook. That's the optics of the whole thing. But sure. I do, I really do. Everybody I've spoken with and just kind of the back and forth that we saw last weekend, um, you know, between what Mike Zimmer told you and I, Judd, on the conference call after you asked him who told – um, you know, who told him he's coming up to camp? He did. Um, well, I guess, and he, I guess he didn't, I guess I misheard that. No, you didn't. You didn't. You heard it correctly because I heard it too. I have two ears. Um, but you know, even after all of that, yeah. the Vikings relationship with cook itself has not soured. I just think that, you know, the, the, the drama that's coming out from, you know, parts of his camp or stuff that, you know, they're not necessarily wanting to deal with, but like they also realize this is a business. People are, you have one chance, one chance as a running back to get your really big deal. And that's a second contract, unless you were drafted in the first round. Um, so you got to understand from Cook's perspective and just, you know, the perspective of the people that are representing him, mm-hmm. this is their window to do that. Like his numbers are better than Derrick Henry's. They're right, you know, right, just step below of Christian McCaffrey. Like he deserves to get paid. It's just how much and when. Um, because, you know, if it doesn't get done during camp, I could see something where he goes like eight games, kills it, and then he gets an extension. You know, for lack of a better term, Dalvin Cook's timing just is just sucks. 
like the timing of, of this it's for tough. his position, uh, a pandemic in play right now. When mm-hmm. you look at all of these things, his timing is just awful. And, and I don't blame the team here. Like, I'm not saying, come on, Vikings pay up um, because to your point, he gets hurt. He has, you yeah, know, d- definitely struggled. Yeah. So so I really do think that your um, scenario or speculation of a contract that's filled with incentives probably makes the most sense. And if I was, if I represented him, I'd probably say, Delvin, just take this. Like, cause if to your point, if you prove it, you're fine. And if you don't, you don't, but if I'm the Vikings, I can't just sit down and say, we've done it before and we'll, and we're going, so we're going to do the same thing because the timing is just the variables that exist right now in 2020 in this climate are just so different. And yeah, Adrian Peterson, I know what you're getting at. They've done it before. I'm sorry. That was an entire different CBA ago, an entire different era of the NFL. It's apples to like a grapefruit. It's not the same. Um, And in today's NFL, when you're looking at the amount of free agent running backs that hit the market next year, you know, that could benefit Dalvin Cook if he kills it this season and, you know, is where he was at last year and then some and he's at the top of the free agent list, but it could also hurt him in a sense. Like, you know, if you see, Oh, well, look at all these other running backs that they could just replace him with. So, you know, I'm confident something's going to get done at some point. I think that he is just way too freaking important to this team, to the overall health of this offense and this franchise. But, you know, we've seen Gary Kubiak take running backs that, you know, are of a lesser status than Dalvin cook before and make it work. So that's the thing. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So look, Last thing, eight players on uh, to date on the uh, Vikings COVID list. Do you expect it to get worse? And, and do you think, or have you heard, is there any chance that any other Vikings players before, I think it's the August 4th date that they've picked, are going to opt out of the 2020 season? So let me say this about the reserve COVID list. Um, the names that are on there, the names that, you know, these are people, these are human beings. This is to be expected. The virus doesn't bend to, oh my God, Anthony Barr's on the COVID list. They got a star player. They got a pro bowler. What do we do? Like, first off, no one's, no one is in dire straits from my understanding of checking in on the players that are on that list. And we know that it's either they have the virus or they came into contact with somebody who had the virus. Um, and the NFL is not going to disclose that. So, you know, some of that stuff, HIPAA violations will get leaked, whatever. But it's not a situation that, you know, should surprise anybody. I believe the eight figure is the highest of any NFL team. So, sure, that's a little alarming. But, like, why do we freak out when we see, oh, my God, Justin Jefferson's on the list. Anthony Barr's on the list. But we're not freaking out the same way with Brian Cole, seventh round safeties on the list. You know exactly uh, why. You know exactly know why. why. It's, it's like, disturbing, it's like, but you know why. It's like, come on, fans, like, come on, people like this is not saying it's not a big deal, but like Anthony Barr getting the the coronavirus or excuse me, being on the reserve. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But like him being on that list versus a practice squad player, you know, bound practice squad bound player being on the list. Yep. It's the same difference. And, you know, this is stuff that you expect to happen. I know for a fact 24-hour sports news cycle. The second you see a big-name quarterback on that list, it is going to be the end of the world, especially in season. Because we're not even in season yet. In season, I can understand people freaking out. Like, you've got a game. If you have Chiefs, you know, 
Chiefs Texans week one, right? Like, and you see Deshaun Watson go on that list. Yeah. Go ahead and panic then because you're going to be worried about AJ McCarron playing quarterback. I still believe he is their backup quarterback. But right now it's kind of like guys have been traveling into the facility. Guys have been on their own for the last like six or seven. This months. is going to get worse. I think Like it, it probably is going to have to get worse before it gets better. Not to take a line out of, I think what the president said that, like, I mean, and I'm no doctor myself, but it really believe that like, it's just, you know, they were hit with a major curveball this week. I mean, you know, their, their head, um, head, head infection control office, head athletic trainer, infection control officer, number one, COVID cop, Eric Sugarman testing positive for the virus. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you are the person who is implementing these policies and protocols and making sure everything is perfect, you're not immune to the virus. It doesn't bend to anybody. Like anyone. They're Fauci. They're Fauci. Got, got yes. it. The Vikings Fauci has coronavirus. And, and that's like, you know, I know that it's, it's alarming to hear that for sure. And it definitely is news, but right. this virus does not discriminate. Anyone can get it. We could get it. They could get it. Kirk Cousins could get it. It's just, you know, it'll become an issue when those guys have to actually miss time in the season, assuming we get to the season. But Absolutely. I mean, hell, you're seeing it in baseball, Judd. Games getting canceled, postponed for now. You know, certain teams having to do things. Yeah. Other teams are able to still play. Yes. I know that the NFL is, a, is, a, is, you know, the most paranoid league in terms of competitive advantage and everything else that they want to freak out about. Mm-hmm. But we're just going to have to roll with the punches. Suck it up. Well, and That's d- all I'm going to have to tell people this year because your, t- your entire offensive you. line might be shot. It might be shot after week one because everybody gets COVID. And en- it's just the nature of the virus and what we're dealing with. And enjoy sports as we get them in yes. 2020. And hopefully in three years, we, we look back and say we are dismissing that entirely. Like yes. that that's the problem. The problem that we have is trying to make this legitimate. It's sports. It's back. You know what? I'm watching it. But do I have an yeah, expectation exactly. that this is real? No. Baseball's making up rules as they go every day. And you know and what? I don't even care. going to have to do that, too. Like, I actually had this conversation with somebody the other day about the opt-out clause. Like, okay, so you opt out for the 2020 season. Can you opt back in? Well, the answer right now is no. Yep. But yeah, they, what happens if it. you – what happens? Like, I feel like that's a rule. Yep. I don't know this to be to be factor if it's even being discussed, but that seems like a rule that might get tweaked at some point. Um, as rosters are honestly losing guys left and right, um, it feels like it's going to be inevitable, and that's okay. Sports are ancillary; mm-hmm. and they're wonderful, mm-hmm. but it, it is a luxury to have them right now. Preach. So just appreciate them as we get them, and if you know if the season gets shortened, if things get really royally effed up, that's okay too because we're trying our best. Nobody knows how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. It shows you that, you know, even, you know, the Vikings and Eric Sugarman, like they're trying their absolute best. And even their top guy, the guy who's supposed to be, you know, who knows the most about this is not immune to it. So just just accept what you can get. Roll with the punches. I know it's hard, but the competitive advantage thing of, well, they're doing it this way and blah, blah. Leave the Patriots nonsense out. Like we need to stop. Hold on. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. I'm ready to continue. Great stuff. Cronin, Zolgad. Declan Goff, we appreciate you tuning into or heck, watching Purple Daily. Talk to you later.